This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Music Is Not A Genre's Podfast. Now, you're going to see a very gentle podfast appear because I had a discussion with Podfast beforehand that this is kind of a serious podfast, and I don't do really many serious podfasts, uh, and it kind of came out of the blue. So let me tell you what it is. Podfast 13, Death Is Dumb 15, George Winston and uh, you may not know that name. I'm hoping by the end of this, you will know the name. And th- this is what happened. Uh, first of all, it's a holiday weekend when I'm releasing this. And I thought shorter video makes sense. But also, it's the holiday season for music. And who I'm talking about was very tied to that season for me. And I think for a lot of people. Uh, also, just uh, note it's the only acceptable time to listen to Christmas music. I mean, you can do Christmas in July. That's fun. And if you're a Christmas nut and it's a year-round thing, it's a different thing. But I don't want to walk into a pharmacy and hear Christmas music in October. It, it's, it's weird how you go from feeling super warm and loving and all this stuff when you're hearing Christmas at the music at the right time. And, and if it's at the wrong time, it kind of makes you angry because it makes you feel like you're being rushed or being forced into, uh, you know, a season that isn't here yet. Anyway, that's not what this is about. It's about this. This topic came as a surprise to me uh, because this death is dumb came as a surprise to me. I was uh, kind of anxious one night. And Catherine was like, well, why don't you put on some relaxing music, whatever. So I found some ambient music. And this particular playlist was primarily piano music. And it was primarily dull. And you would think that's perfect for relaxing, but not for certain musicians, for me included. It makes my head go, well, this is the, why am I listening to this? Like, it's bothersome how how bland it was. And I thought, well, if I'm going to listen to relaxing piano music, why don't I listen to really my favorite ambient pianist, if that's what you want to call him, George Winston. So I dialed up George Winston on on the streaming and uh, noticed that the first album that popped up looked kind of weird. It looked, it didn't, I mean, I, you know, he, he had been releasing new albums all over the place, you know, every couple of years at least, but this one looked, this the picture and something. So I was listening to the new album and I looked uh, him up to see what he's been up to lately and found out that he died in June at the age of 74. 
June, I think it might have been June 4th, 2023, somewhere in that area. Uh, he had had several forms of cancer for about 20 years, several forms, and finally succumbed to that. And it was confusing to me, first of all, because I didn't read anything about this anywhere. And I know he's not like a Bono or a Paul McCartney or, you know, a Lady Gaga, I mean, or whatever. It's not somebody who everyone knows, Taylor Swift. So it might not be the front news of the obits, but I figured he would pop up somewhere. And listen, it might have been on a weekday when I don't see the obits because I only get the weekend paper. I don't know. All I know is... That entire June passed me by not knowing that one of my favorite artists, an artist very important to me, uh, who has been a quiet presence in my life, literally and figuratively, since the mid-1980s, was gone from this earth. And there was not enough about it online or anywhere for me to have heard about it until four months later. So I, you know, I mused on it and I eventually told Catherine and and I, you know, listened to some of his older stuff and just sort of did my own, you know, memorial, I guess you could say. And it still was weighing on me. And I believe Catherine might have suggested she's like, you should you should just do a podcast about it. I might have said it and she said, yes, it's a good idea, whatever. And that's what I'm doing now. And I feel like, again, appropriate for the holiday week uh, or holiday season. And because, you know, it's, uh, there's not all that much to say other than describe what he did and how wonderful it was and to tie it to this season. And that's why I wanted this to be a pod fast. Uh, so what happened was in the mid 1980s, uh, maybe late 1980s, probably mid, uh, we used to go into uh, this town called New Hope, Pennsylvania, and it had an, a new age store, they called it with the crystals and all of that. And there was a, always a selection of music in those stores. Several small towns have them or had them. And uh, I discovered George Winston. I don't remember how. I honestly do not remember how. But what I discovered of him was the December album, which was released in early 80s. And it's, you know, holiday music or seasonal music, you could call it. He's done other seasons. He's done autumn, winter into spring, summer. And this one, the minute I heard it, I absolutely loved his style and and followed him off and on ever since. I feel like I should have followed him more at this point now, you know, feeling what I feel. And saw him in concert in the 90s, and he was extremely dynamic and funny, and he did this thing where he'd stand up with the grand piano, you know, top open, and put his hand on some of the strings, and then play with his other hand, and it would sound like this muffled sound, something you could easily do in a, in a DAW, in a, in a digital audio workstation, but he did it live, and he's done it on recordings as well. And I say that because he was always classified as a new age guy. New Age music, right? Thrown in with Yanni and people like that. And yeah, I mean, a lot of what he does, most of what he does, maybe all fits because it is just solo piano music, you know? And a lot of it is interpretations of other people's work. Some of it is original. But he's more than that. He grew up 
playing New New Orleans style blues, or maybe not grew up, but when he was an adult, he you know his mix is New Orleans style blues and new. Uh, I mean, sorry, New Orleans style stride piano and that type of jazzy, you know, uh, slightly off playing, which I absolutely love. It's something I've always loved about Harry Connick's piano playing, and, uh, and certainly you know Earl Hines and just all the other you know people who came before all of these people. Uh, blues was another big part of. George Winston's life, actually some rock when he saw the doors, he was, uh, you know, inspired to take up the organ and then switch to piano. And I don't know the whole story, but, and then folk, actual folk music, uh, folk tunes and was heavily influenced. In, in fact, a lot of his career can be, you know, he, he said this even attributed to him having heard Vince Guaraldi, uh, cast your fate to the wind, which was a big hit. It was actually a big hit an instrumental piano piece in the 60s before Vince Guaraldi ever did the uh, Peanuts uh, holiday specials. And, you know, we all know those Christmas time is here and all the beautiful. That's Vince Guaraldi, right? So I always loved Vince Guaraldi as a kid, as an adult. So it made sense that I would lean towards liking George Winston, although at the time of discovering him, I didn't know that there was a connection there. So he combines all of this along with his own kind of ambient style and qualities and quirks. And then you get George Winston. And the reason why I will mention his name when I talk about ambient music or when I denigrate smooth jazz or things like that is because he does things that to me are just far more interesting than the average mellifluous playing. Yeah, the other other pianists who do what he does are less interesting because they're only melodic, they're only atmospheric, they're only lyrical. He does all that, but he's he's his dynamics go all over the place, and his uh, his you know harmonic passages. He's got a lot of clusters and things like that, and and the way he uses rhythm and the fact that there's blues and New Orleans in there, just the mix is much more interesting to me than than oh, pretty much everyone else who does what he did. Uh, and perfect example from that album, December, which I have on cassette and couldn't find. So whatever, uh, it's gotta be somewhere. His version of Carol of the Bells, which if you remember from last season, I said, that is the one song I've never heard a bad version of. For some reason, there's something about that song. It could be done except maybe for barking, freaking dogs and, and, and all and meowing cats, pretty much every version. And I've heard steel drum versions, whatever it is. You can't, there's no just out and out, flat out bad version of Carol of the Bells. So that's a high bar. And of all of those versions, his is my favorite. And you have to listen to it to understand where he takes that song. He takes it from its origins, from where you would expect it to go, and goes in all of these other unexpected places. And I find that entire album, December, to be like that, as well of all, as all of his best work. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So he's a guy I'd go to when I need to feel quiet, need to feel uh, calm, and, but, but happy in a bubbly way because that's how his playing always, always seemed to me. Uh, but while listening to that that night and discovering right on the spot that he had died, it was a little hard to just relax into the music uh, trying to absorb that. Uh, when you have somebody who's been a part of your life in a tangential way but still significant way for almost 40 years, you, you, know, you, you take some time to absorb it, which to me just means pay attention to the artists you love. If there's someone that you were really into when you were a kid or a young adult, look them up. See, first of all, if they're still alive, geez, but then see what else they're doing. See what they have been doing. I love going through artists' catalogs. You'll, you'll know next week I'm doing, uh, I won't even tell you what next week's topic is, on a band that's been putting out you know, original music for over 40 years, but it's a band that you might associate with the 1980s and have forgotten about them or the early 1990s. Pay attention to the artists you love. Don't lose touch. And if you have lost touch, catch up before it's too late. So my suggestion here with George Winston, first of all, look up George Winston. Look up December. Start with the the album December. Just absorb it. If you are as, as fulfilled by that album as I always have been every time I listen to it, you'll want to listen to more. Then go to Autumn which I think was his first hit album. He had been playing for a good decade before that one hit. Uh, So then they did a reissue, Ballads and Blues 1972, which was, I think, his first full recording. There, He has other themed seasonal releases, like I said, Winter into Spring and Summer. Do those as well. Uh, Ballads and Blues 1972, like I said. Then go to Linus and Lucy, which was his mid-90s tribute to Vince Guaraldi, of course. 
Uh, he does interpretations there. And I, I confess, I had lost touch, so I hadn't heard everything he had done. And I thought maybe that was like putting a hat in a hat, you know, for him doing Garaldi. And yet I should have known that he was going to do things with Garaldi that would not just be rote interpretations. And that was the case. And uh, if you like Linus and Lucy and that, all that music, you know, you're going to love this album too, uh, Linus and Lucy by George Winston. Then anything at all that he released in the 1980s and 1990s, dive into that as well. Find a playlist that mixes all this stuff. Any, and then after that, explore things from the 2000s, 2010s. He'd branch out. He'd do different things, different tributes, stuff like that, uh, which I did when I discovered he had died. Uh, I just recently listened to his final album or the final one released before his death called Night from 2022. And it is as beautiful as anything else he has done. I mean, I have my favorites. I named them December, Autumn, Ballads and Blues, you know, Linus and Lucy, the seasonal, the other seasonal ones. But there's some beautiful music on this one in particular. Ones I like, Blues for Richard Folsom. It has that muted string thing. Other songs on, on Night have it too, but that one, it really stood out in a very... A heartfelt way, I guess, affecting way. Uh, At Midnight is my favorite, favorite track on night uh, from 2022. So maybe start with that one after you listen to December. Uh, Pua Sidinia, parentheses not to be forgotten, poetic, considering he's dead. And I feel like maybe he knew that he this was his last year on earth or, or suspected it might be because the track sequence of this whole album night, it seems like it's an elegy to himself, uh, which, you know, when you've had a career like that, you get to go out in that way, you know, in the way kind of David Bowie did. It's a beautiful thing. Another uh, track on here. I'm going to say this. Hallelujah. Leonard Cohen. Everybody loves it. Jeff Buckley. You just pick your version, whatever version you like. You like the original. You like all the different interpretations. My son loves pentatonics version, whatever. I could go to my grave never hearing another version of that song because everyone's done it. It's like hearing another version of yesterday or whatever. Yet, I listened through tonight and George Winston did Hallelujah, which again, appropriate considering the full subject material. And he brought something different and unexpected to it in his own way. He doesn't hit you over the head. He, he's, he's subtle, but he's not boring. He's he's affecting. He gets your emotions, but he's not maudlin. He's not he's not tugging at all of the heartstrings. And that's that's my tribute to an artist who I wish was still here, whose uh, whose work I wished I had kept up with more. Now I will go back and listen to everything that I missed, but I'll probably start with December first, to be honest. And uh, considering the season that you're watching this, hopefully, please do the same thing. December by George Winston. The featured song here is a is a song of mine that was clearly influenced by him from the EP What It Is called On the Way Down. It has a melancholy ambience. Uh, it has sustained notes and clusters, and and all of that was in very large part inspired by him. And it's one. It's always been one of my favorite songs of mine, and other people have said the same thing. And I uh, am glad that I get a chance to spotlight this song in association with somebody like George Winston. Uh, thank you for spending this uh, podcast. 13 with me. I wish it was on a happier note, but I guarantee you if you listen to George Winston's music, you'll get to feel some of that happiness. Uh, Enjoy the holiday, and I'll talk to you next week.
I was gone I can remember when Felt good just to think of Moving on Now as I come up for My last breath of air Will you tell me Did you know
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 